0: to Rudderless, the podcast where two friends with zero credentials give completely rudderless advice. I'm Ty and I'm here with Nathan.
1: Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> I had a really weird dream.
0: Oh, last night?
1: Yeah, it was last night or today. Yeah. This morning.
0: Last sleepy time.
1: Yeah, my schedule's getting really I mean, to me it's normal, but it's not normal for normal life and people.
0: It's working for you, it seems to be.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I still see daylight <laughs> for several hours a day. So I'm not completely a vampire. Um, but yeah, I had a dream that I cut my hair with like an electric trimmer and i cut it off at my hairline Mm -hmm. and um
0: (laughs) wait all of it
1: no like if you were to push it forward and cut (gasps) the bangs
0: oh shit i
1: just cut like the bangs off at at the hairline and then uh, i was using a low quality trimmer because it abraded my skin like it cut my skin in a line across a little bit and i was trying to figure out how to salvage some kind of haircut when your bangs are cut off like way up to where they grow out on your forehead and there's not a lot of options besides just shaving and starting from scratch
0: um okay um let's see i can so i thought of a couple of options there's the wearing a head wrap of some kind like a You can wear a terry cloth like richard simmons thing or you could do like keith
2: richards
1: yeah yeah i could do the keith yeah uh, yeah because you don't really know what's going on under there anyways like Mm. his hairline might start at the back of his head at this (laughs) point we just don't know
0: (laughs) people want to know
1: people want to know keith what's going on that's that's the thing people want to know about Keith Richards not how the fuck are you still alive
0: (laughs) yeah I feel like the hair thing is something no one's asking him
1: yeah I don't think I think I read or saw a documentary once that he claims to cut it himself like he just grabs bits and cuts them off and they annoy him
0: that's super relatable
1: yeah 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 well, we have a follow-up question from the last episode mm-hmm. and um, same person, but we actually have an audio recording this time.
0: And uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Let's
1: yeah. do it.
0: Yeah, That was a verbal spaz thing where I realized that I wanted to say something after that I thought I wanted to say before.
1: Yeah save it for later <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> hi so more info about the question that i sent uh that you answered in last um episode about um when is it valid needs that you're re- requesting to be met in a way or when it's about your avoid um unless you're looking for external validation uh, in my own situation, I was thinking about it because in my situation, I in my relationship, I feel like or I noticed that I, I would like and I can give more affection, more intimacy, more connection um, than my partner can because of, I think, personality and also Um, I have little work at the moment, he has a lot of work, so it's also a bit like time and energy-wise. But I think it's also um, yeah, more in our personalities. So, yeah, I'm just, it's just a never-ending question of like, how much can i ask for and is does it show that i have a void i'm even thinking about like opening their relationship because i just have time energy affection intimacy to share and i really love sharing that and then i wonder or am i just a love addict or it's always like my mind just jumps from here to there and actually this morning i did a beautiful self-pleasure exercise with breath work and um like self-massage and stuff like that and and i know that i can give part of what i'm looking for part of that affection of that intimacy i can give that to myself um so i will definitely get more into that um Even though I also, a voice in my head is like, oh, um, and maybe hide that because if my partner knows about like my self-pleasure journeys, if they're like often, like multiple times a week, maybe he would think that he's not satisfying me. And then it's about that question. So yeah, no specific question. Actually, I would just love to hear your thoughts about these topics or reflections or... Yeah, how it is for you. Thank you so much for the podcast. I'm really, really enjoying it.
1: Thanks for the question. What do you say?
0: Okay, first, her voice is fucking incredible. I want to listen to that all the time. Yeah. I want that to be the voice of the map when I'm in my car driving. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, my
0: God. Like... I want that to be the voice for everything that has an awful voice right now. Like when you're on hold and they're like, were you aware that you have like 18 extra minutes available, whatever they tell you on hold on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. But I want her her voice. voice. I mean, then I'll just listen to hold all day long. Yeah. Seriously. Like, can I call someplace and get put on hold? Anyway. Yeah. um, It's
1: very, um, it's very musical like her voice it's not it's not just the accent there's a timbre to the way Mm -hmm. her phrases go and and there's like a melody to it i yeah it's pretty amazing
0: yeah anyway so thanks for calling and leaving us a voice question Mm -hmm. especially with your voice Mm -hmm. um yeah it was great to get more details on that. And to me, I'll just go straight to the heart of what I'm thinking about this. Um, your needs, the way you presented them, at least and the question seem completely reasonable and like valid to me, you sound, you know, well balanced between like emotion and rationale, rationality or Um, logic and like making decisions from that space is more effective um so let's see there's a guy whose books I like or did like one of his books um (laughs) called um he has a funny last name and so (laughs) I'm just trying to remember exactly what it is um let me let me look him up but anyway it's just recognizing that um everyone in a relationship has is going to have different physical needs Mm -hmm. and um there's always going to be an imbalance in the physical needs of partners and so to me reading that book in my master's program, my um, sex therapy class was just such a relief. I was like, Oh, there's no like, thing that's like, you know, normal, it presented it more as like a bell curve. And like, you and your partner are going to be at different places on there. So just expect it and then learn how to deal with it. But to me, it doesn't sound like you're trying to fill a void or anything um because this question didn't seem like it was coming from a place of um like deep pain or um you know anything that would kind of say that you're in emotional distress and not making great decisions right now so
1: yeah it seems more like just a recognition of the situation and um yeah i think what you said about everybody having different needs and levels of whatever that is um, in the relationship is pretty accurate
0: um so the book i was thinking of is called intimacy and desire by dr david schnarch it's a lot of letters (laughs) in in that last name um so it's s c h N-A-R-C-H.
1: Hmm. Um I don't even I can't even begin to place where that's from.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I haven't even tried. Um it's a fun name to say though, Schnarch.
1: Yeah. Um it makes me uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> really? It's <laughs> it sounds like um it's
1: like a, what's that guy that got cancelled? what dr seuss it's like a dr seuss character
0: oh yeah totally um so dude has a psychology today blog as well Mm -hmm. um so i i guess what i'm saying is how to deal with this issue is up to you to me you sound like a great candidate for opening the relationship if your partner is you know willing to try that out with you um I know there are tons of books on that so and like lots of popular well-regarded ones um so and I haven't read any myself so I'm not going to recommend any but um yeah that sounds totally valid it I also wonder with your um questions around self-pleasure and how that fits into your relationship it sounds like um you could probably just have a hard awkward discussion with your partner (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and instead of feeling like you're hiding or like you're um having to keep part of your like reality away from your partner just being like um I don't know, like if your partner already knows that they don't, that, that you're not getting your physical affection needs filled um, and that they're not able to provide you with that and like you, you're accepting the situation, it's not a problem necessarily. You know, it doesn't have to be like a big issue between you that is full of blame or anything. So as long as you're on the same page that like, you just have different needs, both your needs are valid um and yeah and you're it, you're finding a way to fill your need without putting your partner out and without like having them responsible for filling it so right yeah
1: yeah it's not it doesn't seem like she's coming from a position of like total neglect it's just that mm-hmm. they her partner isn't giving her enough right she's getting some but she's right. not getting enough yeah yeah and Um, can
0: i be totally uh i'll just be brutally honest here like i don't think that several times a week is at all like i think that's completely normal and um i don't know there are like different statistics on couples relationships and like the mm -hmm. frequency of sex or anything like that um, and I find the statistics really interesting, but in the end, like statistics don't matter when you're talking about a relationship. On the other hand, I just want to like validate that, like, when you set that caller, you, um, I was like, of course, of course, you would want that several times a week.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Do we have another question? Well, it's a short one today um is there anything else you want to address yeah
0: okay there is actually because what did we what did we see or um two that brought up pitbull pitbull yeah the musician or what Uh, i don't know what to call that the entertainer
1: privy to that
0: oh okay well um Yeah, it's in the foggy recesses of my mind, but basically like something, something we were watching, I think, um, brought up people like Pitbull or we were watching a show and there was someone like Pitbull on it anyway. Hmm. Okay. So I asked you, like, did I tell you I went to a Pitbull concert?
1: oh yeah
0: yeah you you said what you said something like wait what Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah because that that's just extremely unlikely but what happened was um my friend apparently her husband would not go with her to this concert and it was like the next day or that night or something. And I saw her when we were out walking our dogs in the morning and she was like, oh, I'm bummed. I can't go to the show, but do you want to go with me? And then I'll, you know, then I'll be able to go as long as I have someone to go with, but my husband won't go with me. So I was like, sure, like whatever, I'm not doing anything tonight. I'm up for a random show that my Russian neighbor likes and I was like, "Sure, what is it?" And she was like, bull. And I was like,
1: "Oh, <laughs> like what?"
0: The f-? <laughs> so I was like, "All oh, right, interesting sociological expedition,
1: yeah. I
0: suppose." And one thing I'm grateful for is that I was still smoking cigarettes at the time, <laughs> and okay. so like I spent at least half the time, but probably more um out on the smoking deck like awkwardly smoking in the cold but um so the whole thing was just a sensory overload experience but there were these points in the show when he would talk and I had no idea this guy this like insanely popular guy was spewing this kind of like bullshit that he was like what like he's not he's not just putting out sounds for people to dance to um he's he he's like you know i couldn't have gotten here without um just like the secret type of shit oh like i
1: couldn't
0: i couldn't have gotten here without you know wanting it and like i came from nothing but i wanted it enough and so i got here and like now look at me i'm On a stage with all of you, and like, yeah, all of us who like struggled to pay, like these people are
1: are not on the stage. No, exactly.
0: Yeah, and so by saying like I came from nothing, but I wanted it enough that I wanted an I wanted money enough, I wanted attention enough, I wanted like fame and power and like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: attention enough, cars, houses, yeah um Pools. that that it just came to me mm-hmm. so like by saying that it's saying like all of you people like people there were decidedly not moneyed looking
2: mm-hmm. you know
0: oh yeah just like regular people who had to pay like 75 dollars or something to come to the show who you know, are going because they want an enjoyable experience. And now you're lecturing them about how they're in the like shit jobs that they're in because they don't want it enough. They're not envisioning like more money, more success, more attention, whatever. First of all, like, why is that your goal in life? Like, why not have a goal of like emotional fulfillment and like deep relationships and, you know, understanding yourself and like, uh, experiencing the world in like a mystical way or any, any of these other things that are about how you experience the world, but instead it's just like being up on a stage and getting tons of money. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, and then secondly, it's just, it's, it's so insulting to tell people that they're in a shit position because they just they just didn't like envision the right thing
1: yeah i mean that's always been like the ugly other side of the coin with the secret and that type of shit is like it's your fault that you have cancer Mm -hmm. if you just wanted to be healthy you know if you just visualize healthy yeah you know that kind of shit like uh yeah man fuck that
0: I've had so many, uh, people who are in kind of new agey or healing or, uh, energy work professions, um, actually scrap that last part, not energy work, but, um, I took a class of Sufi dance, for instance. (laughs) Hmm. Um, and I went for one session. I was the only person there and I did not return after that session because the woman was asking for things that I couldn't physically do if my fatigue at the time. And I just let her know ahead of time. I was like, just, especially since I was the only one there, I was like, just to let you know, like I have chronic fatigue syndrome. I get fatigued easily. I might need to take breaks and whatever. Um, And she was like, well, that's an interesting story you're telling yourself. I was like, okay Mm -hmm. like you haven't seen my like test results about how my like uh whatever cells are functioning at like eight percent or whatever like oh and then i like manufactured the story to tell to myself because why you know so like they're trying to point out self-limiting beliefs that are not self-limiting beliefs You're trying to say like your medical problems are self-limiting beliefs yeah and that's so um like with something like chronic fatigue syndrome you get gaslit by the medical profession saying it's all in your head and then you go try to find help through alternative routes and like some of these alternative providers will also tell you it's all in your head and they'll gaslight you in this other way that's all about the secret and like limiting beliefs and like what is the story you're telling yourself and and that's led me to like be really sick but also beating myself up because i feel sick and that must mean that like i think i'm Mm. i think i feel sick you know and so like i'm creating this reality of like pain and suffering for myself and like why can't i do better um anyway that's just my rant of the day about the secret um
1: Yeah, the secret and self-limiting beliefs and the stories we tell ourselves, and those are real things, and I've Mm -hmm. gotten in some really old and tired stories that I tell myself about me, Yeah, but that's very different from an actual medical condition, that (laughs) just because some doctor doesn't understand it, it doesn't exist or Mm -hmm. they don't know how to interpret it like that's completely different yeah um yeah fuck doctors
0: (laughs) not all of them but (laughs) especially not now (laughs) but um um (laughs) yeah did i did i tell you my doctor when i changed like two doctors ago i got a new doctor and um i'm telling her i have chronic fatigue syndrome and whatever and i notice that she has a fitbit on her wrist Mm -hmm. um and the lady is like probably got a bmi of like 17.5 like right under normal she's like she's like extremely thin and um so anyway, I thought that was really fucking suspicious. Like, wow, <laughs> I've only known people who use Fitbits to have like, you know, fitness goals yet to achieve. And I'm just like, what is she hoping to achieve Oh, here? Like she's she's obviously like. I don't know. I mean, to the to the naked eye of the observer, like she looks like she's getting plenty of exercise like she doesn't need to worry about working out more or whatever yeah um anyway that there are like a million other like explanations i could come up with for that set of characteristics but at the time i was just like okay like i don't i'm not sure her thinking is completely sound
1: (laughs) oh yeah like it was a red flag yeah it was a red
0: flag. I was like, huh, okay, I'm suspicious. So I was telling her about my chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. And she was completely dismissive. And luckily noticing that detail on her made me, like, I have a habit of when other people tell me something about myself, I just believe it, believe that they have like this objective perspective on me that, that, you know, and so a lot of times I have seen doctors and just been like, oh, hum. like, it's all my fault. I just Mm. think that I'm sick, and I'm really not. And I just need to like, try harder, do better. Um, But by noticing that red flag detail on her after she like dismissed everything and um, that that I experienced physically for the last 12 years, um, I was able to just be like, Yeah, fuck her. She's like, not yeah, I kind of wish I took comments from others always like that, like with that grain of salt that's like, you know what, maybe there's something going on with them. Yeah. Because that's really the case.
1: Yeah, totally. It's always like, yeah, it can be hard to distinguish, but mm-hmm. um, there's definitely a greater percentage of other people putting their shit on you. <laughs> than i think i I usually realize and the way i said that was really strangely structured but it took me a long time to realize that people have their own agendas and their own belief systems and they're not coming at you with a clean slate almost yeah. ever
0: yeah 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 um, like therapists have to be trained <laughs> to to recognize that like they're never going to be able to come at you with a clean slate they're always going to have something going on inside um you know when listening to these stories and experiences and thought patterns and whatnot um and what's most important is just to be aware of that i think that happened the other day with our fucking neighbor who's like oh yeah anytime i'm in the front yard she's like oh, you're finally working on, gar- you know, whatever. She, yeah. she comes across. Fucking
1: Carol, man.
0: She's she's like, she's this um, older woman, probably around my mom's age. And so her coming by and talking about like tasks and, and being like, you're finally gardening out front or, oh yeah, the last people let their front yard go to shit when our front yard, yard is still it's wild and free man
1: yeah i actually kind of like it
0: i love it actually it's like, yeah it's it makes like it a,
1: seem like more of a shelter in front of a buffer between the house and the world
0: and all yeah <clears throat> for me it feels like a little slice of country because mm. the the, <laughs> the grass is high and it's got seeds on it now and it just feels like i'm on a farm
1: yeah and it's not just like a it doesn't look just like a neglected yeah. overgrown there's like different plants it's like kind yeah of bushy looking
0: plantings and all kinds of I stuff. was
1: out there the other day and there was some wood in front of the house that I was I had been getting like chop I've been chopping it up and getting rid of it and um but the tool I had wasn't Big enough for the bigger like trees basically yeah like limbs yeah <clears throat> yeah and she walked by and she she always does this she should know by now that i always have headphones on same and she just keeps like persisting <laughs> until you take your headphones out and you're like i'm sorry what yeah and then she says something about like do you want me to come over and saw up those logs for you and i just looked at her and said you're welcome to
0: yeah so you, you're able to deal with her, it sounds like in like a calm, rational way, but like when I'm out there and she's like, oh, you're finally gardening the front yard mm-hmm. or um, I don't know. I, I really, we talked about our dogs one time. I just, I have like a fury and a <laughs> hatred yeah. that rises up inside me when this next door neighbor who is... In the past, like offered to jump my car for me, offered to or she cut up some branches for me mm. um in the storms in the winter, and you know, like I I was just like, what the fuck is going on with me? Like why am I so enraged? And it's because she just is triggering something in me that is like my baggage from my mom she's like reminding me of my mom and i'm like oh no uh -uh." um yeah so it's hard for me to feel that with her and also be able to interact with her in a way that doesn't like bring through that wrath
1: and like
0: hatred
1: well she's pushing your boundaries she's pushing my boundaries too like you're clearly working your focused you have earphones on yeah you would usually probably have like big headphones yeah on, i always like have visible. big headphones on and then we she call starts them the talking. studio cans Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay grab those cans there you got your headphone mix um
0: i love the cans because it lets everyone know like yeah fuck you don't talk to it's me. it's not like
1: little airpods or whatever that yeah they can claim they didn't see right it's like you you have a space helmet on.
0: Yes, yes. Like,
1: don't talk to me. Right. But she's, she persists. <laughs> Carol, man, I'm gonna burn her house down. Yeah. <laughs> no. One more comment, Carol. Don't say
0: that. <laughs> that's horrible. Oh my God. No,
1: there's a nice dog in there. Uh, never...
0: Oh, look, I'm bleeding.
1: Well, that's a good segue to, um. you should probably go take care of that. <laughs>
0: Let's go wrap it up. Let's wrap up the show. (laughs)
1: Let's wrap it up. Thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah. Rate and review us on iTunes, please.
1: Yeah. It helps a lot.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Bye. That's it for this week. And thank you for listening. We want to hear your questions and also your opinions. You can get in touch with us on Instagram at rudderlesspod. Email us at rudderlesspod at gmail, or leave us a voice message at anchor.fm rudderless. And if you like this, please, please rate and review in the iTunes um, or Apple podcasts. That just helps us get noticed. If you want our book recommendations throughout all our episodes, you can find those on our Instagram bio under the link bookshop.